Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? There's some people I discover, which I did not know. Some people cannot <laughs> visualize in their heads. I don't really have photo. I can't draw. So, like, you I think can't- you need to have that kind of brain to draw. What do you mean? Photorealistic. Yeah. I don't really see photos like that. Like in your brain, like you don't have like your dreams or more emotions and it's from your perspective, but you don't really. But I have people too, but I can't say that they're like crystal. Yeah. I have incredibly vivid crystal images. Like but sometimes you... I'll wake up and like write down images like the chocolate chicken. Chocolate mm-hmm. chicken. I, yeah. Chocolate chicken where that, cause I had this dream where I was on the streets of New York and I found this pile of uh, rotten chicken bones, but mm. they were covered in chocolate. So I thought maybe these would be good. Are we so recording? I can save this. I can save the chocolate. I, I can save or the, the chicken. Yeah. Would you want the chicken or the chocolate? Well, I wanted the chocolate and the chicken. I wanted the chocolate chicken. So I picked up these this pile of chicken bones and I I started eating it, but I kept, but it was rotten. So I kept like throwing it up. But then I kept eating it and then throw it up and I eat it and throw it up. And then I just woke up in the morning and I just kept. I'm like, the chocolate chicken. Remember the chocolate chicken. Yeah. The chocolate chicken is very important. And you I don't, don't know like, why the chocolate chicken was important, but I felt it was very important. You what? know you're everyone in your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is also, you can dream about anything. <laughs> which is amazing. Well, I was talking about that, honestly, with their in therapy. I was talking about that. I was like, I had another one of those where it wasn't a sex dream. It was just that it was everything up to. And I was like, you can have, you can fuck in your dreams. You can do it. You're allowed to. You're allowed to. It's the barriers you put up. Against yourself, isn't yes, it? Mm-hmm. it is. Welcome to Last Podcast on the Left, Ben, hanging out with Henry. We're talking chocolate chickens today. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are. Uh, Kissel, the last five or six days, literally since the moment we stopped recording the last episode of this series, yep. you have been saying over and over again, Hey, uh, uh, I got this joke. I got a joke. <laughs> I got this joke. I got a joke lined up uh, that I came up with with my own brain. And uh-huh. you've been thinking about it for days. Days, days yes. Mentioned but it to you know, me at least three times. And but you, you know were all like, so what's a joke? And you're like, wait. Wait. <laughs> but the thing is now, I'm bored of it. So I don't even want to say it. So you mean to tell me, I literally was sitting and waiting and wondering it. what You've already bit- heard it. I, I told, you know what the joke is. I told my wife about it. Carolina, I can't, Ben says he has right. this amazing joke that I can't wait to hear. <sighs> all right. Fine, here it is. Here it is. Fernando's also heard it. You've heard it. I said it on open lines. I don't remember. No, you don't remember much that okay. I said, well, do you? It's new to me. Okay. 
What kind of milk does a mythical cow drink? A mythical cow. What kind of milk does a mythical cow drink? What kind of milk <laughs> does a mythical cow drink? I now remember, and I'm sorry that I did this. A mythical cow. Okay, what is it? Legendary. So when we last left the crew of the Essex, a highly aggressive 85-foot whale good for a popsicle stick. their ship. That's good for a popsicle stick. Much to the surprise of the seasoned Nantucket whaleman. Legendary. What kind of milk does a mythical cow drink? Legendary. Legendary. <laughs> See, you liked it. I did. There you go. I enjoyed it greatly. You give me a pun, and I'm going to be happy for days. Hate it. Yeah, there you go. All right, everyone. Let's go on to part two of the tragedy of the Essex. So when we last left the crew of the Essex, a highly aggressive 85-foot whale had destroyed their ship, much to the surprise of the seasoned Nantucket whalemen who had never even heard of a whale attacking a ship, much less sinking one. Oh, my goodness. So that means one person was like, and I've never. <laughs> that is, they, they all were truly surprised because they were like, I just thought they meet. Mm -hmm. Wow. But while there were no records or even rumors of this happening to Nantucketers prior to 1820, it happened plenty of times after. In 1835, for example, a ship called the Pussy Hall was Whoa, attacked. wait now, is there a different meaning for pussy back then? Nah, this be my ship. Yeah. The Pussy Hall, it's named after where I was born. Okay. Ah, Pussy Hall, I remember it well. It was yeah. long, thick, kind of brown. Mm, pussy Pinkish hall. walls, like the inside of a barracuda. Oh, I see. Ah, pussy Hall. Pussy Hall, Connecticut. Man, it was attached to my huge mother. Oh, I see the birth canal the first river we go down well it's p-u-s-i-e so it might, it might be pussy it, it might be pushy pushy hall which is uh, even worse, worse somehow it's, yeah. it's, it's pussy yeah the, but the yeah. pussy hall was attacked and chased by a whale but thankfully it escaped okay over the next few years multiple ships would be sunk by whales including a vessel called the Anne alexander which sank near the same location that the essex had gone down coincidentally the same year that Moby Dick was published. It is definitely more prevalent than anyone had ever thought yeah. that it was. Whales definitely destroyed many boats. This is a, now we kind of see it after the fact because I feel like it's a good, I this is again, this is a theory. I, so tell me if I'm wrong, uh, experts out there that know whalers that have been on a ship. You're not directing that towards me, huh? No, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> but the, the idea that like they started talking about after something like this happened because this story came out and it kind of became more circulated yeah. where I think that sailors are so superstitious that no one really wants to talk about that. That not only is just doing the job dangerous, like just being on a boat right. dangerous, go to a bunch of places that like, you know, we are basically unmapped massive stretches of water. is completely dangerous, but also the thing that's got the fucking metal lubricant in its brain mm -hmm. is also dangerous. Yeah. Well, perhaps the whales were having some revenge after being depleted for all those years. Quite possibly. But when it came to the crew of the Essex, why the whale had attacked or whether or not it may or may not attack other ships, that wasn't the first thing on their mind. Hmm. To them, their immediate concern was simple survival until they could be rescued. Okay. The 21 men who'd survived the sinking of the ship were divided amongst three whaleboats holding seven men each. As befitting their ranks, the whaleboats went to the captain, the first mate, and the second mate, mm. according to the condition of the boat. 
best to worst. There's something about no matter what happens, these guys stick to the orders that were made up by a bunch of people that were made up before them. Got well, it makes it makes sense. You've been there the longest. You get the nicest boat. You've been there. the You're the new fresh one. You can handle having to do all the stuff where you have to come in all the holes so it doesn't leak. <laughs> I don't think that you do. Well, they, they can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the provisions, they were divided equally with each hmm. boat receiving 200 pounds of hardtack, 65 gallons of water, and two tortoises. The only special item given to Captain Pollard was the ship's musket, while the mates were only given pistols. And okay. these were handed out just in case. You know so, what that's for, man? What? Fucking popping the top, dog. Oh. You fucking take that one old, like, single bullet train down yeah. to Davy Jones' locker. Well, that's a nice thought to have. Sure. I mean, it's probably for hunting. It yeah. could be. Yeah, <laughs> that so could, could possibly be, although yeah. they had ample opportunity Never used him for that. I think it was a contingency plan for the men. Well, why don't you just jump into the massive ocean? Because that's a long death. Yeah, but it's kind of nice. You swim around until you get tired, and then you get eaten by a shark. We've seen open water. We're going to talk about why it wasn't that nice. Yeah. All right. And so, two days after the whale attack, the crew set out with their small convoy of three boats. And by 4 p.m., they lost sight of the wreckage of the Essex. And that's when their nightmare truly began. That's the nightmare's beginning! <laughs> oh, that's bad. You've got a full night's sleep ahead of you. It's bad. Now, the whale boats were dangerously overloaded because the supplies were double the weight of what a crew usually took out to kill a whale. Thousand pounds of shit as opposed to 500 pounds of shit. And this was because of the search and recovery? They wanted to have some goods to give the people that they were searching for? No, no. They did not. They were planning to be on the open water for minimum a month. Oh, minimum. okay. Like, that's if everything went exceedingly well, no problems. They're out there for a month at least. And gotcha. also the whalers, the boats that they would use for the actual whale hunting, yeah. they were much, much lighter. They were made to go on top of the waves versus like cutting through them. So they're actually made of much lighter wood. And so the provisions that they put on it just to live like was sinking it almost to sea level just the, mm. as it is. And that was just on food and water. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing the whalers had Bob Marley to carry them. You, you, can't, you can't repeat it. You did it. No, that was time. a different Bob Marley joke. No, but it's the same. It's absolutely the same. I shoehorned it in differently. Well, the boats had also been converted from rowboats into sailboats, which came with its own set of nautical challenges that neither us nor anyone except someone who spent their summers yachting off a of Cape Cod will understand. Hmm. So just take our word that keeping these boats afloat and on course was exhausting. I All take right. your fucking word. I'm not trying to do that shit. Yeah. I like Uber. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing all this. I can't. I can barely change a tire. Yeah. Barely change. You can't change a tire. I do know how to. Do I want to? Goody good. When have you Ooh, changed yay. a tire? Uh, in Florida. You did? Yeah. Okay. When? Yeah, I've you... changed multiple. In college, I changed multiple tires. I have oh, changed he was, tires. he was fat enough to do it. I have to. <laughs> that is true, actually. I didn't have the money to someone come do it, so I, I, I had see. to do it. Oh, I, I could sat, see. like, desperate I could see it. on the side of the road uh -huh. and just been like, all right. And they had the fucking tire change kick in the back of the Hyundai, and I just took it out, and I was like, I know these B-lug nuts. I've seen this on the TV, right? Like, I know what it is, because you know where I learned? How to change a tire was from a Christmas story. Boom! There you That's go. That's all I remember. Only Not I bad. didn't say fudge. And honestly, <laughs> in the world of sketch comedy, Henry is very masculine. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. the man that is true. of sketch comedy. That is true. 
Because, very masculine. Because in sketch comedy, they all have beards, but none of them are masculine. Yes, exactly. But Henry's actually a man. I came with a beard. Yes. That's right. Well, the men divided themselves into two shifts to allow for a rest. But because of the massive waves in certain parts of the open sea, and because the uh, ships were, as Henry said, very light, each team had to deal with a near constant terror of getting separated from the group Oof. when the waves got high because they just kept disappearing and reappearing. Well, it is wild because like scary. this is where it really gets like the atmosphere of it gets very scary yeah. because now you've been drifting along. You've been on this boat for was I think a year. Right? How long were they on, on the boat? A little over a year, like year Jesus. and three months. That's your home. On, on the Essex. Right? This is so long. So now you're gone in your middle of the water and you're trying to, you have this thing. We're trying to maintain some form of order. Yeah. Right? Everything's gone to shit, but we're like, we figure if we can hang in a pod, but that's each time, like in the, in the middle of the ocean, the, the waves undulate like 40, 50 feet. Right. So you're just watching your buddy disappear and then like, he comes back up. He's like a hundred yards over there, and then he's over there, and you're all, and they're all like, they're trying to yell at you from like two hundred yards, and yeah. you just can't do anything, and then you're surrounded by fucking sharks. Right. Well, this prospect was most frightening for the boat helmed by the second mate, Matthew Joy. That boat will henceforth be known as the Shitty Boat. Oh, Good. okay. Joy was the only helmsman without any navigational equipment. So if he were to lose what? contact with the other two boats, he and his men would lose all hope for survival. How did they send the ship out without any navigational equipment? That's like a car without a wheel. Well, it's not a ship. It's a boat. I mean, remember, these are whale boats. These are meant to go away from the yeah. main ship and come back, you know, five miles at most. Right. And so when the ship sank, remember that one sailor went down to the, uh, you know, the lower decks and grabbed all the navigational equipment, but there was only enough navigational equipment to be split between two boats. And what not if three he boats. was the lowest rank. And he was the lowest rung. Or it was a brutal game of eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I mean, no. the last game oh. of eeny, miny, miny, mo that you ever want to play in your life. Absolutely. Mm. But it was because uh, they had to use the sun. Right, they had to use the sun. You think that it's the lead and the stars, and the stars yeah. but then there was a problem because it was also starting to rain. It was yeah. like really overcast, yeah. so they were just they were lost as fuck. It is so bizarre. You can look up in the stars, and it could be a romantic evening, and it could be totally peaceful, or it could be the most hellacious experience of your life. Yeah. I, I actually find Daughter the open party. sky to be very frightening. I love it. Yeah, I'm it's very it's frightened. I don't beautiful. like. <laughs> I look up there for UFOs for my work. For your then, work, for my work, for my tales, yeah. for my journals. <laughs> and how much do you get? How much do you get paid for that? Oh, it's a bad experience, my friend. <laughs> but I, yeah, but otherwise, the open sky I find very frightening. Okay, interesting. Now, considering how the crew had elected to pass on a relatively quick trip towards the islands of the South Pacific because they were afraid of mostly non-existent cannibals and gay dudes, hmm. they'd pin their hopes on being spotted by a lookout atop a whale ship. By the crew's reckoning, they could make it two months on the open sea, hoping to be spotted if they rationed their provisions correctly. Okay. So each man, and that's, Worst case scenario. Right. So each man got six ounces of hardtack, equal to roughly six slices of bread, plus half a pint of water per day. Or at least that's what they got at first. Yeah. Uh -oh. Do you want to hear sounds of what it's like to eat hardtack? Well, I kind of do. Is this, now, is this hard hardtack or is this hardtack soaked in water? Because so, hardtack, you can't just eat it. You have to soak it in water first wait, to is make this, it soft. You literally have to soak it. So listen to this clip. This comes from just some woman, uh, she's just uh, is this masquerading <laughs> as someone who needs to eat hardtack. I don't know why we're doing this. Is this sailor ASMR? 
Yes. Yeah. This is Sailor oh. Ansomar. Oh. So, hey, who are you? Yar, yar. So we hear this. You want to hear this? Okay. Let's try taking a bite. Now that the piece is a little bit smaller. Here we go. Eat the ducky mouse. Oh, God. Yeah. It sounds like bones crunching. It sounds like chocolate chicken. She, she didn't soak it. And she said someone like chicken literally. She was like, I'm going to break my teeth. It yeah, sounds like teeth being eaten by teeth. Winston, I'm sure you're everywhere. That sounds like someone eating a Trisket. Like a really old Trisket. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. Well, someone's aroused out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Or And most people were like viciously upset. Yeah. Wow, that first crack. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, because it's extremely hard. Right. Yeah. And I technically didn't eat the bones. I licked the bones of what little meat was left on the bones. That was, Great. But the bones were covered in chocolate. I really hope oh, the people oh, yes, that yes, just yes, tuned yes. in don't realize that was a dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's 50-50. Who knows? Yeah, the rancid meat. They, each boat also had two tortoises in case of emergencies. Oh, yeah, because they sing songs. I know. And, you, and what's nice about the tortoise, yeah, because you got, it's it, it's bumpy and uh-huh. lumpy. And yeah. they're full of funny jokes. And one's voiced by Nathan Lane. Oh, that's And the funny. other one's voiced by Whoopi Davidson, challenging uh, choice. I love it. And then it. they are just not knowing uh-uh. what in the living fucking hell they're about to live in. They're in a Pixar world. Yeah. And they didn't know they're about to be boiled, entrails and all, in their own backs. Honestly, Pete Davidson would make a great turtle. I, I think I'm already yeah. mad that I said it because it, it actually works. I need out. these yeah. roles. Yeah. This slow draw, kind of a so, I need these roles. Kind of simple sense of humor, but he very just funny. Doesn't, he just, <laughs> we could maybe get you a chipmunk. Would you like a chip? Oh, yeah. you could be a chipmunk. <laughs> I'll take it. I could see angry squirrel. I could see oh, that. Give it to me. Chipmunk. Write this for me. It's got to be because it's got to be a little heavy set. You know, yeah, he has to be eating all those nuts so he can't really talk. I know. And then it's also something you can edit easily out of the movie. You know, you know how bad you got to be when you edit a Pixar movie when they edit you out of a Pixar movie. Uh, yeah, millions of man hours of these poor, yeah. these poor, poor people in Taiwan carving these Pixar characters out of the mountains. Oh, yeah, just gone. Well, what really got everybody down in that first week or so were the Nick fits. Hmm. See, each sailor went through 70 pounds of tobacco during each two-year voyage. But now everyone had to go cold turkey in a situation that would have been hard even with a steady fix. Nightmare, dude. It's weird because I never thought of that angle before until I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They also have to quit smoking cigarettes throughout this entire process. Wow. That makes it much more difficult. I mean, the nicotine back then, it wasn't quite as dirty as the Marlboros, was it? It was smoking pure leaf tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is good for. Virginia nicotine mm-hmm. right here. Now, this yum, is solid. No fiberglass in this. That's what I like to hear. Mm, I love the idea of it, mm, but I just don't smoke. Mm, just don't yum, smoke. Yum. I do like the idea. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. It's a terrible thing, but it's a wonderful thing. God, I miss it. Just up against your lips. Mm. First thing in the morning. The only thing don't, you know. don't do this to Marcus. Don't do this to Marcus. I, I can, I, I'm, I'm away enough at, the, at this point where I can fantasize quite nicely. Yeah. I got my little patch. Okay, it's four of them on. Yeah, Yeah. what's really strange is you don't see he's got four on him, the shape of a crucifix. It's very bizarre. He actually invested in the nicotine tarp and he sleeps on it at night. uh, Oh, you want to talk about dreams? Where do you think the chocolate chicken dream came from? I know. Yeah. 
But to deal with this situation, this horrible situation, some men tried either clinging to a sense of normalcy or they nervously fidgeted. First mate Owen Chase continued keeping a ship's log, which is why his later account of the ill-fated voyage was so vivid. Second mate Joy, however, spent his time twisting stray strings of rope into an ever-lengthening piece of twine. (laughs) And oddly and miraculously, that piece of twine survived the journey, even if second mate Joy did not. Spoilers! (laughs) That's cool. To make matters worse, it soon became clear to the sailors that the sea itself was intent on slowly torturing and killing each man. Captain's log. Pretty strong today. <laughs> it's a floater. <laughs> you can imagine it's a poop. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, can I imagine. Do. Imagine that it's a poop. <laughs> What's weird is that you say that and I just imagined a butt with a poop coming out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Captain's log. Guy with a big hat on looking back at it. Yeah. yeah. The constant spray of salt water caused sores to develop over every piece of exposed skin, and the boats had to be constantly bailed out due to the massive waves that kept filling their boats with water. What a nightmare. In one particularly large splash, much of first mate Owen Chase's rations in his boat, uh, much of his rations of hardtack became soaked in seawater which caused every piece to become infused with salt. Which actually might be good for the hardtack in terms of seasoning. In terms of seasoning, but in terms of nutrition, it was absolutely horrible. Mm. Wrongly thinking that something was better than nothing, Chase insisted that his men continue eating the salty provision. Eat that fucking salty cracker, boy. (laughs) You eat that salty cracker, I made it for you, boy. It'd be nice if the ocean also created pepper. It'd be nice. Wouldn't it be nice if the ocean created tarragon? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if the ocean created lobster? I was just saying salt and pepper go together. So. <laughs> well, this eating this salty ass hardtack only made their dehydration worse. It's like eating nuts at a bar. Yes, of course, but they didn't have the tap of Bud Light lime to go down, wash <laughs> wow, it down with. embracing Whoa. branding. Yeah. Embracing branding, even though I'd never had Bud Light lime, he it was Bud it, Light margarita. That's he how well it. it's, it's been it's, planted. Yeah, it's, now it's the, remember, it's the reality thing. The also, medium is the message. <laughs> I'm a Michelob Ultra guy now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell. I'm a, I'm a Pacifico boy these days. There you West, go. Co- West Coast, Hollywood Marcus drinks Pacifico. I'm a Dosakis woman. Nice. <laughs> I'm a big titted woman. I love my Dosakis. I sit around, <laughs> I eat my half, half price Applebee's fucking appetizers because mm-hmm. I can't because I'm fucking carrying a child into this world. <laughs> Absolutely, you're allowed. Well, as if all that wasn't enough, Chase's boat began sinking, and men from Captain Pollard's boat had to come over to help repair the leak with a board that was already filled with old nail holes from previous repairs. This would be a constant, constant repair that would have to go on in all the boats. Daily nightmare. Additionally, the weather wasn't cooperating either. For days, the convoy sailed in overcast conditions, which made determining their location by the stars or even really the sun impossible. Mm. All they knew was that they were sailing parallel to the South American coast towards nothing close or warm enough to matter. It's just in the novel, it says that about the idea of like, that's how you know they were real Nantucketers, was that instead of going to easily accessible islands, they continued on into the open waters. Yeah. Why not just go to one of the fucking islands? We said before they're afraid of being gay. <laughs> I just <laughs> Well, it's also that a Nantucketer is more comfortable on the sea than he is on land. He's I think a not. Nantucketer <laughs> wants to be in a chair. That is house. true. That's yeah. how they're comfortable. Well, that's the other thing too. It's like remember all these guys you can't stretch out. You're 
curled up into a ball this entire feet. time. Because oh just imagine seven dudes. This is like how big? This is like a 15-foot room mm-hmm. or four dudes in it. I already, I smell each one of you. Mm-hmm. All right, can you imagine what it would be like if fucking there was a fucking 25-foot, you're all crammed in, each one of you just wondering when you when it's fine, they're going to turn romantic? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Take it to the island, would you? <laughs> Yeah, get an island. (laughs) But when the sea itself wasn't trying to kill these men, the things that lived in the sea were. On November 27th, one week out, Captain Pollard's boat was attacked by a killer whale who quite literally took a bite out of the boat. He then played with the vessel like a cat. Toys with a mouse it's before just, killing it. You're just watching this gigantic beast. Can you imagine if you get to a point where you have to punch? If you have to punch a, a killer whale in the face, yeah, you're it. fucked. Yeah. yeah, like if that's the last thing you got, is that you have to use your your hands, <laughs> your mm-hmm. digital mandibles. Well, they did. They punched the killer whale, and they also tried poking it with these little poles because if they tried to harpoon it, Stop that it. fucker's going to attack Stop and kill it. all of truly kill all of them. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. <laughs> well, you know, when it comes to all wildlife, a bop in the nose, a bop in the nose will do it. Usually it There's does. There's something about a bop in the nose, even with a bear. Well, sometimes mm-hmm. they got locationers. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. And a locationer is... Never heard that word in my Map entire life. Glands. <laughs> Map glands. <laughs> that are in a ooh, wow. What can I say that's made up? It is not good. Not it hurts good. them. It, it hurts, hurts them. them. It hurts them. I got it. Okay. Yes. But thankfully, punching the killer whale ooh. was enough. Okay. And once it left, Pollard transferred their provisions to another boat while they had to do another patch job. Oh my God. As we said, the sailors were allowed half a pint of water each day, but the human body requires bare minimum twice that to properly function. We Mm. need one pint of water per day. Mm -hmm. But even though two boats were doing relatively okay, the health of the men in Chase's boat was cratering because he was still insisting that they eat the salty hardtack. We are not going out to eat, all right, because (laughs) we have hardtack at home. Yeah, the hardtack at home is full of salt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, did you pay for it? You go get yourself a little job. Oh, yeah, I forget. We all paid for it. We're not getting paid to be here. King of money, the hardtack. (laughs) They're actually paying for this experience, aren't they? Yeah, they are. At this point, yeah. I mean, at this point, none of them's getting paid for anything. Yeah, everything's fucked. They just Mm -hmm. swam in the puddle of all their money. When the fucking thing sank. Yeah. They don't have insurance. They get home. They're done. Wow. And so 10 days in, Chase decided, since his men were very sick, time to slaughter the first tortoise. Oh, no. Uh, Pete Davidson's going under the fucking Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm a turtle. (laughs) Could you believe? (laughs) You're making fun of someone. He's 15 years younger than us. Let's make fun of Nathan Lane. <laughs> yeah, make fun of Nathan Lane. What's Nathan Lane sounding He's like? He's a Broadway star. <laughs> yeah. All right? And it's harder to be a uh-huh. Broadway star than in any one of what we do. Uh, okay. Here, All I've right. seen it. You're just jealous of anyone who's not 40. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the young. Of course. After flipping it on its back, Chase slit the reptile's throat and collected what came out in cups yeah. that were passed out to the men who could stomach a belly full of blood. Can you imagine that? You're all just hungrily <sighs> jumping on. They talk about how like they're like licking their lips like as they slit this turtle's turtle turtle like, blood. I'm Ray Davidson. He slits his fucking <laughs> no. throat, right? The blood's pouring out of it and they're all like trying to catch it while it's fresh. Yeah. They're like sucking at it like it's a water fountain. Can you get, okay, what's worse to drink if you're dehydrated? 
uh, little bit of salty water or blood. Isn't blood full of salt and everything else? Somewhat accepted method of survival. Blood. You know, you can actually drink blood. Can you drink your own blood? Uh, yeah, but I feel it's like not it's gonna not going to be good, gonna for, be good you. for you because it's sort of, you know, it's you're not going to be recycling, good. Yeah, yeah you're kind of like drinking, drinking water when you're taking a piss. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and just going back out. It's, right. like, it's like eating your own cum when you're starving, like on a boat, right? Like if you keep eating your own cum and you keep, you eating, keep your eating your own eating cum, your own like cum. technically it's food, right? You, you can make no, food. No, technically it's not. I mean, for some, there's protein in it, right? Yeah. But that's the thing is that at some point your body is going to stop producing protein rich That's what I'm saying. Right. And then you're just making. Then you're so pregnant. You're diminishing returns. Upset. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you're just like, what am I, what am I even doing? Yeah. <laughs> what is the deal with what I'm doing? And that's how you make a little sailor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the biggest risk when you drink blood, it might be full of disease causing pathogens. Uh-huh. But if you avoid that, then you actually got something that's somewhat okay. Just so long as you don't drink too much of it. Cause if you drink too much of it, Iron poison. That's also an issue. Yeah. We need a turtle blood sharing zone. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because just like because if, if you're drinking blood, yeah, you're already fucked. Oh, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah. Well, you're at this point, you may not be fucked, but you're prolonging the period in which you may eventually be fucked. But mm. also, aren't the turtles starving? Number one, and how much blood is in a freaking turtle? Fair amount of blood in a turtle. Is there uh, an okay amount of blood in a turtle? It's never... an eighty-pound beast. I mean, most of that shell. Oh, these are eighty-pound turtles. These yeah, are tortoise. These, are, these are huge. I'm thinking little guys. No, no, these no. Are massive. Technically, turtles. we are being shallow. Nonchalant mm-hmm. with the fucking turtle and tortoise. Oh, and these yeah, are tortoise. tortoise. These are tortoises. Big. They're huge. These are massive. Yeah, 80, 80 to 100 pounds each. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can get a fair amount of blood from that. Fair amount. I could see that. Yeah. And yeah, you man, know, you can see, have you ever seen how much blood if you stomp a squirrel to death? It's a lot of blood. That's, it splatters, man. You'd be crying. Blood goes a long way. Mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. can clean and clean and clean and clean, <laughs> and then you just still see it. It's like you're looking at it, and it's like, I still see the blood. But yeah. it's, yep. I know it's clean because I've cleaned it. Other people have been in and out. Mm-hmm. And then I look at it, and I was like, but I see the blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't be killing all those squirrels. Yeah. They've Get out of my fucking wrong. house. <laughs> They've done nothing wrong to you. Now, even though some men refuse to drink the blood, all of oh. the men ate the meat. Many were drawn instinctively to the vitamin-rich heart and liver. Mm. And if you'll remember, this was also a popular culinary choice amongst the Donner Party. Ooh. That's where all the vitamins are. That's, that's, where, th- the, that's where the meat is. The, a heart actually can fetch you about 650 calories, a human heart. Is that right? Good. That's called the awful. Is it the awful? Awful. 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 Okay. But at the end of it all, each sailor got three pounds of meat, a pound of fat, and at least half a cup of blood. Okay. Imagine just eating straight up tortoise fat. Ugh. Just room temp. Yeah. But no, you're that hungry, though. That's yeah. probably what you need. Thinking back, Chase very much regretted not slaughtering every tortoise and hog that survived the wreck. You know, they could they could have slaughtered them. They could have cooked them. They could have saved them for the journey to come. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty though. Right. They didn't do that. But it's the year 2023. Can we stop saying that now? <laughs> No, No, it's about vision. It's not about the year. It's not about the year. It's It's about 20 slash 20. Yeah. Like you can see 20 year. I can see clearly now that the rain is gone. That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. There's the show 2020. (laughs) Yeah. Is that about hindsight as well? (laughs) Kind of. And in hindsight, that show doesn't really hold up. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And in 2020 is not then hindsight is. No, it is not. (laughs) Very right. Very correct. Rise from your grave. By the end of the day, the last decision we want to worry about is what's for dinner. My main question is, where's my children and wife? Why is this house burning into the ground? See, this is where Home Chef comes in, especially during these trying times. 
Say goodbye to meal planning, recipe-induced stress, and last-minute grocery store runs, and let Home Chef bring simple, delicious home-cooked meals right to your door. Home Chef makes your nightly routine easier and more exciting with a wide selection of delicious meals that arrive at your doorstep in the form of fresh, perfectly pre-portioned ingredients and an easy-to-follow recipe card. You can do it missing your head. You can make these meals. You don't have time to cook? You got to finish shredding all the files at your white-collar job? Have a hot, delicious meal on the table and a snack with quick decisions like their 15-minute recipes. For a limited time only, go to homechef.com slash left for 75% off your first box. Again, go to homechef.com slash L-E-F-T for 75% off. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Now, the convoy of three boats became more and more difficult to keep together the weaker the men got, and too much time and effort was being lost in attempting to reassemble constantly. So, in the interest of the group, it was decided that it was up to every boat themselves to stay in sight of the others. And if they couldn't, Uh 
That was that. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Now, it seemed on the 17th day that some luck was coming their way in the form of a heavy rainstorm. Hey, we got a refresh, refresh on the water. So yeah, they want the rain. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. But the sails that they used to catch the water already filled with salt water. So the water that they caught was too brackish to drink. That got uh, fucked up as well. Got yeah. fucked Jesus. up. Jesus. Oh, just open your mouth like you're a seagull. Look up to the heavens and get some rain. That's what they said they did. They would just lay back on the bottom of the boat and just open their mouth and just let it come in and just wait for it to be over. Wow. That's a long night. Yeah, it is. Finally, though, the skies cleared oh. and Captain Pollard was able to determine their location using his navigational tools. Yes. Finally, they're going to get oriented. When my nipples are hard, I know we are going north. <laughs> and when my penis is soft, I know everything's going south. All right. <laughs> Much to his horror, he found that even though they traveled 1,100 miles in three weeks, they were actually farther from South America than when they'd started. Good they news and bad news, guys. We traveled 1,100 miles. 11,000 yeah! miles? 1,100. 1,100 miles. Yeah, we did it, yeah! <laughs> bad news the wrong direction. This is not even good news at all. Oh we do my understand that you God. use that as a frame of good news, bad news, <laughs> but it's just bad news. Holy yeah. crap. That means they now had 3,000 miles to go. Well, at some point, this captain's going to get killed by his crew. My thing is, I hope that they can just fall in love enough because then maybe they'd be able to walk 5,000 miles. <laughs> the pretenders. <laughs> Proclaimers. Oh. Yeah. yeah, fuck you. Yeah, the pretenders were an entirely different band. <laughs> Tell well, them, I would assume so. Yeah, that's Chrissy, Chrissy Hine. She was in the, 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 the Proclaimers. <laughs> not that was a couple of Scottish twins. Drag him, King. Love that song, no. though. Love that song. Oh. Underrated song. I think if you look at that song with fresh eyes, it's very catchy. Yes. It's very nice. That's great. That's great. It's a nice song. You got I served. Mean, I didn't mean to open up that vault of miscellaneous music knowledge. <laughs> That's all Marcus is. He's just a pile of that. Mm -hmm. He's got a couple of slices of chicken parm in there and nicotine juice. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need. All right. Now, at this point, they still could have gone to Tahiti. Tahiti's still on the table. Go to Tahiti. Did you imagine how many, like, begging people to go to Tahiti? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> it is. They could have been there in under a week. And additionally, Tahiti would allow them to sail with the winds and waves, reducing the strain on their boats. Wow. Their boats are falling apart. Their sails are falling apart. Yeah. But because of their prejudice, stubbornness, and stupidity, they stuck to the original plan. South America or bust. Oh, wow. They're just so stupid. As a result, they were about to endure another two months at oh sea. Oh, God. Or at least the survivors Ooh. had two more months at sea. Some had far less. Spoilers! Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm assuming it ends horribly. Yeah. Yes. Now, concerning the crew's ever-dwindling provisions, there may be some of you who, like our dear friend Ed Larson, you may ask, why not just fish? Why yeah, not just fish? fucking genius. <laughs> Great point. Fantastic point. Why not just fish? Why not just fish? They tried. Yep. Uh-huh. Again and again. No luck. The, the whole ocean just keep on like, trying. Apparently, it's like... Hard to fish. It's no, really it's hard when you don't have hard. when you don't have fishing poles. When you don't have any sort of equipment, can they spike and get a spear? No, most of the time they would get what they would fashion together whatever the clothes they could and make one of the guys dress up as a lady, <laughs> and then he'd go like, "Yeah, Mr. Yeah, fish. fish, come on, Mr. Fish. fish." And it turns out all these fish are also gay. Yeah. It's so, the uh, entire ocean. <laughs> well, if they were gay, they'd be attracted to him because he's dressed as a lady. But that was the original. No, because he. Identifies a, as a lady. But this is a fun. You want to get into this? Let's get into that. No, but that's <laughs> so that's the original catfishing. 
Yes. Sure. See? Wow. See. Also, why not interesting? Just, because that he's is, the one. He's the one that usually brings it off the rails. Why are you doing this? He's doing know. it. He's doing it. <laughs> but why not just dip your hand in like blood noodling? You're talking about noodling. Like noodling. Yeah. Put it in the water. Just wait for something to freaking bite. Pull it up and eat it. Yeah, that doesn't work. I just don't know. <laughs> All right. Whatever it was, work. that only they, works they with cat. That only works with catfish. Men in Oklahoma can't read. And uh, well, they can read. They can read. Um, no, also, it, it works for it works in carping as well. It doesn't even carp that way. I think. Yeah. yeah, carp is when you grab them by the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The only luck they had was when a school of flying fish flew up and accidentally <laughs> jumped into one of their sails. Literally, like, it had to jump into the boat. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Instinctively, Owen Chase picked one up and devoured it whole, <laughs> scales and all. I believe it. But that was the last lucky fish he had. Can you imagine being the rest of that fucking crew, yeah. watching this piece of shit, who, by the way, played by Chris Hemsworth in the fucking movie. Yeah. If oh. you look at a picture of him, he looks like if Abraham Lincoln was missing the other half of his face. Wow. He is, I cannot believe they chose this model <laughs> yeah. to play him. Reminds me a bit of a DeVito's penguin. Uh -huh. nah, 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 nah. Yeah. No, no, that fish. Now, the shrinking water rations were starting to get to the men. So some began drinking seawater, even though they knew it was deadly. Others started drinking piss, okay. which isn't as bad. But still not great. Yeah, because right. you kind of need the water to make the piss good enough to drink. But again, if you're drinking piss, you're just making double piss. Yeah, you're it's making mountain, double piss. Mountain Dew. Yeah. It's yeah. the color of Mountain Dew. The yellower the piss, the less nutrients you're going to get from it. Yeah. And that the more unpleasant the... it is going to be to drink. That's why in piss porn, everyone drinks a lot of water. Everyone's piss it's just, is It's literally quite, just water, basically, yeah, quite at that clear. point. Yeah, because yeah. again, that's mostly for the crew. <laughs> I yeah. think because if you're already drinking piss, we really talk about quality. <laughs> like when it comes down to it, are we really going to sit and <laughs> no, rate this like it's different styles of water? There are differences. <laughs> but I think yeah. to make it less pungent yeah. for the crew. Yeah. Well, you don't want to. Yeah. There's, there's I, a I always, I always hear a porn set is the smelliest set you'll ever work on. I, I, I heard tell from sound ops mm. on porn sets that it is. The sounds that you hear <laughs> up close to make you not attracted to things anymore. There's a bar that I uh, that I go to sometimes, and one of the guys he's, he takes the pictures mm. of the porn sites, but then he also he's former military, he's former marine. If a butt plug goes in wrong, he's got to take it out. Well, wow, good for him. It's very weird. He told me a bunch of stories, and I didn't know if I wanted to hear them or not. That's why I think these sex workers are brave as hell. They're covered in piss, and they still show up on time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he does say that for the most part, everyone is on time. Ah, yeah, yeah, I bet so. Yeah. Well, for the most part, the men of the Essex began to enter the cottonmouth stage of thirst. Uh -oh. As per author Nathaniel Philbrick's description, the sailor's saliva became thick and foul-tasting, and their tongues clung to their teeth and the roof of their mouths. Oh, and all brutal. they do is moan, moan. Yeah. What else can you do? Well, because speech was difficult, but they were compelled to endlessly complain, and their voices would become cracked and hoarse until they could no longer be understood. So <laughs> Go to sleep. Imagine being there with Holden. Oh, oh, where's my video game? He wouldn't have lasted four hours. I can't hours. sit here without my switch. We would have had fish, I'll tell you that much. Great bait, Holden. Just go bite him, pull him up, grab the fish, put him back in. Well, speaking of lumps, 
lumps would form in their throats <laughs> and they wouldn't go away no matter how much they tried to swallow. Imagine oh, that. Brutal. A severe pain settled into their heads and necks. Their faces felt maddeningly full because their skin mm. started shrinking and a lot of them began to hallucinate. I think that one turtle sounds a lot like Pete Davidson, <laughs> Would man. Would you just leave Pete Davidson alone? Also, you just got him cast as another turtle. <laughs> On the worst cases of dehydration, in a story retold in the book In the Heart of the Sea, the tongue hardens because saliva is no longer produced. Oh. And while speech becomes impossible, moaning does not. It never does. Oh, it. God. The body then begins to mummify itself in a stage called the blood sweats. The eyelids crack and begin to weep blood. Ooh. I mean, it's metal, but yeah. it's Fine. fucked. Yeah, it's God. Finally, a sort of living death occurs just before actual death, in which the lips disappear as if amputated. The teeth and gums project from the mouth. Flesh turns black and dry. The nose withers and shrinks to half its length, and the skin turns gray and rips like the skin of a neglected nursing home resident. All right, everyone, you can insert your Mitch McConnell joke here. <laughs> See, I was going to do a Nicole Richie from 1997 joke. <laughs> she was full of water. <laughs> And all this after only seven days without oh, water. Ooh. That's all uh, it yeah, takes. Yeah, seven days. That's a that's a boatload of time. That's a Ringu's amount of time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, as far as the men on the Essex went for salvaging food at sea, they weren't completely helpless. But the best they could do was scrape the bottoms of their whale boats for gooseneck barnacles. <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> it is. Gooseneck barnacles. Actually considered delicacies in Morocco, Portugal, and Spain. It's another one of those things where sea bugs are actually kind of delicious, but people don't want to eat them because mm -hmm. technically they're all full of dirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But eventually. Ze they're called zebra mussels in the Midwest. Oh, really? Yeah, zebra mussels. You had to you had to scrape your boat if you went out on the lake. Yeah, you, you got to scrape it but off. But you don't eat them? No, they're an invasive species. But oh. you don't eat them, but that's a good way to stop them. It's mussels, right? Can you eat them <laughs> no, like mussels? No, they're not like that. They're yeah. an invasive species. You're supposed to just kill them. Yeah, oh. you don't eat every bird that you come across. Oh, I eat whatever I can catch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've seen you run around with your mouth open. Come here, come here, bud. Come here, come here well, eventually, the route the crew had taken landed them in one of the Pacific Ocean's sterile regions, so far from land that the only living things exist at the bottom of the sea. Uh-oh. Additionally, this area had no wind, meaning the men were dead in the water. Oh, my God. They just really messed this up. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. So, on the third day of total calm, Pollard took a gamble and gave the men double rations during the day so they would have the strength to row out of the calm to once again reach wind. And this actually helped with morale because it finally gave everyone something to do. Because they're just like, I guess, I guess that's like the kind of the hidden thing of all this is that mixed with, the, obviously, terror, pain, thirst, hunger, is the boredom. Tedium. The, the yeah. straight up boredom of it, of like, because what are we talking about? Like one of the worst things mm. about like being a, uh, in solitary in prison is that you're kind of like left with this like yeah. you feel every minute of the day and these yeah. are guys that are sitting they are they're losing the ability to communicate because they are so thirsty and so they are just lazing and just watching the like because technically it's beautiful out too wow. right because yeah. the sky's clear you're in beautiful waters is all the shit and you just die in there yeah mm -hmm. Well, by noon the next day, it seemed as if the gamble paid off because they did indeed find wind. Oh. But it was blown in the wrong direction. There you go. Yeah. Bob Dylan's back problem. To, yeah. yeah. 
Plus, since they doubled rations, they no longer had enough water to last 30 days, even if they caught the right wind. Their hair was starting to fall out and their skin was covered in sores. And so miserable was their existence that the men developed a mantra that they'd repeat again and again. Patience and long-suffering. Patience and long-suffering. Just shut up. Patience, Patience and long-suffering. Yeah, you're making Capital it so much worse. <laughs> Patience. (laughs) You're an ad. Oh, my God. He's an ad. (laughs) But when all hope seemed lost, a young sailor named William Wright was heard to shout, Land ho! (laughs) Oh, hello. (laughs) Miraculously, the men had accidentally found land. Great. Get off the boat. The island, surrounded by rocky cliffs and appearing to be filled with vegetation, was quickly determined from Pollard's navigation book to be the Duchy Island. Extraordinary! Great, who cares? Go to it! This was, of course, wrong. It was not the Duchy Island, but it was close. Juicy Island. Juicy? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I I watched the masked men from the Nantucket history uh, exhibit explain explain Ducey and say Ducey and Ducey. Every single time they said I went, Ducey. Think about it. Yeah, think about it. But I like Dutchy because that song, Pass the Dutchy on the Left Hand Side. I love that song. That's a cool fucking chill ass song about how weed needs to be fucking weed needs to be legal and you need to spread it because it's got Jaws love in it. Yeah, but this is not that. Sung by children. All right. So either way, <laughs> it's an island that they can go to yeah. and perhaps survive. Yeah. The crew had actually come upon Henderson Island, 70 okay. miles west of Ducey Island okay. and close to Pitcairn Island, only 400 miles away, Pitcairn Island. And Pitcairn was where the crew of mutineers who'd taken over the HMS Bounty had settled and established a community in 1789. Okay. And by 1820, the year the Essex sank, the mutiny on the Bounty community was flourishing. And they could have easily and happily taken care of the entire Essex crew. Go it was 70 miles away. No, it was 400 well, miles but away. But still, after traveling all this, yeah. Time, like, yeah, they could have gotten there. They could have gotten Go. there. They could have avoided no fatalities. They could have all come through it with just a little bit of a sunburn and some sores. But Pitcairn Island wasn't listed in Pollard's navigation book. Who cares? They had no idea it was out there. Yeah. They had oh no clue that it was only 400 miles. They could have gotten there in four days. Not wild. Mm-hmm. Well, they are making mistake after mistake after mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, they just didn't but, know about that one. Well, but that, was, that one's just a tragedy. That's yeah. just like, yeah. that's just a, 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 that you call that an, an annoyance. An annoyance. I find all of this so interesting just thinking about like, they, there's just so much just open water. Yeah. That like people can still find these places and live. Like that group went and just like they're just living the pirate's life. Mm-hmm. They're literally just living Sounds in fun. like they're they're they made a community and whatever. Yeah. And instead of going to the Pitcairn Islands, the men took their chances on the mysterious island ahead. Let's go over to that island. I bet we can get ten seasons on that island. <laughs> we don't even even have to figure out how it ends. We'll just figure it out uh, as we go. Oh, I would also, lost. I would also maybe argue that the ending was a bit misunderstood, and There's, maybe perhaps it was much better and deserves a second look from the community. It might have wow. been rushed. <laughs> it might have been rushed, and they didn't have a plan. Perhaps maybe they didn't have a plan at the beginning, but I think the ending was a tad bit underrated. And we'll do it different because we'll tie the ending into the beginning <laughs> there you go we have a lost apologist i like that show uh to some degree when it uh, first uh call came me up. when it's found yeah 
Kinda. <laughs> well, first mate Chase and two men swam ashore and walked the beach, where they found a trickle of fresh water in the cleft of a rock. Nice. This was enough to warrant a full search for a freshwater source. So the crew of the Essex disembarked to the lost-like island. You're welcome. Where they gathered crabs and fish for a feast. Nice. Stretching out their bodies for the first time in a month. Can you imagine that? And then they're just fucking, they're eating whatever's got legs. Just mm -hmm. stay there. Yeah. The next day, the men found chicken sized birds. Nice. And the birds, they'd never seen a human. So they made no attempt to escape. Nice. And they all got eaten. Yeah, man. That's what happened to the dodo. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. The same thing, because they were just friendly because they didn't know that we should be feared. That's where the uh, you, the dumb is a dodo. That's where you get the saying from, because they mm. thought that they were dumb. But no, they weren't dumb. They were just really nice. They were innocent. Yeah, but innocent. Now the, now the dodo is a great Instagram page where you get to see dogs do cute, cute, cute stuff. Or cat. Why is that cat friends with a squirrel? Oh, no, Natalie watches the one where it's just like, we saved this Labrador yep. from this oh, from the bottom of like slave. You have to watch until the end and when it recovers. Like, I was like, but I have to. But you're watching the beginning where I'm watching this like cavernous face, like dog with like flies yeah. in its eyeballs. Yeah. It's like I hate this. I hate but it. then it gets better. That's the point. I mean, I'd much rather watch my films where I see a naked woman get cut in half every day. Terrifier <laughs> one and two. I love both. Well, the men who still had the strength and the shoes, because not every man had shoes okay. by the time they got there, they spent days gathering every bird they could find for a nightly bird banquet. Nice. As far as the freshwater went, they soon found a spring bubbling from a hole in a large flat rock, which they used to fill their barrels, even though the spring was only available for half an hour when the tide was at its lowest. Unbeknownst to the crew, however, there was a cave on the island filled with the skeletons of eight shipwrecked men. Cool. They'd never discovered any spring what? and had most likely died from dehydration. Dead oh. men tell no tales. <laughs> That's good. Now, honestly, can you imagine that? Like, you're, everything's cool. Like, you're like, we made this right. It's just such a movie moment. Yeah. There's so many movie moments in this whole oh, fucking yeah. story. We're going like, to be just fine. We're going to be just fine. Pans, pans over. over to all of them. Like, oh. the skeletons just hanging in the exact same positions. Wow. Now, after filling their water barrels to the brim, the crew continued eating every bird they found, which was pretty easy because they all came to the shore every morning to feed their young. They'd been, they'd been at, oh, centuries long. Yeah. Centu yeah. Centuries long. New life here. And yeah. then all of a sudden you got these new monkeys. Yeah. They're killing everybody. Yeah, yeah sure. And there was also seahawks everywhere. But when the crew had eaten all the ground birds after just five days, uh -huh. the seahawks also disappeared. Now, many years later, it was discovered by archaeologists that a small group of Polynesian people had lived on this island for centuries. But the crew of the Essex had rendered the entire island almost barren in less than a week. It's, it's kind of symbolic. Only 21 <laughs> people. But I still will say Pocahontas is wrong. Okay. Because she should have come up with crypto her fucking self. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, but I guess they could have tried to breed the, the birds... I, guess, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, no, I no, I don't know. I can't. You can be like, no, make them fuck. <laughs> make them fuck. No, no, you just would need to live there over time. You would have to build a, the, those cultures, a lot of the Polynesian cultures, they would travel for, that's like how they would live. They yeah. would live while they traveled and they would come from, I remember listening to them, we went to Hua'e mm -hmm. when they talked about like yeah. how it, the island was discovered and basically it was Polynesian people watching birds go the opposite direction and they would just follow the birds as right. far as they could because they knew that they were going to land. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what they would do. They would track to these places and they find them and then because they were used to living like this. Yeah. yeah so they had provisions and stuff by the time they would arrive. Yeah, they actually knew how to do it. 
Just eating a lot of birds in that five days. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right from your grave. I've heard that when cats are healthy, they're happy. That makes us happy, right? Especially because I don't have to hear all these people with cats being sad. But since we're not mind readers, we don't always know when our cats are healthy, right? Because helping you know that your cat's healthy is just one reason. I recommend Pretty Litter. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illness, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Because I know we have been just grinding through Pretty Litter at our home. I do my worst. And as soon as I'm over that litter and leaving my deposits, Natalie comes in the room, doesn't even know I just used it. And I and I check it around because it went fuchsia a couple times. And I checked it out and I brought it to the vet and they said, please. Stop using the pretty litter yourself. And I was like, I want to know what's wrong with me. Why does the litter keep going purple? Pretty litter helps keep my cat healthy and it keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love pretty litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash LPOTL to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash LPOTL to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash LPOTL. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! By Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some chop. Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of chop, and it started off my day. Correct. Texas Pete. Sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. 
It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Now, obviously, 21 men couldn't survive on this island for very long. So on December 27th, 1820, Captain Pollard decided to set sail en route to the Chilean coast. Still that original fucking plan. Okay. 3,000 miles away. Exit stage left. And uh. then you're like, uh-oh. But there were some crew members who refused to return to the ocean. Or at least they refused to return to the leaky whale boats. Mm-hmm. And so the seafarers, probably happy that their rations just got a little bit larger, they shared what provisions they could spare, and they left three men on the island to construct a shelter and wait it out. I'll, it was very I'd emotional. Do that. I yeah, would do I would, that. I, in my position, I would definitely do it. I'd be yeah. like, I'll just stay on this fucking island. Yeah, because yeah. you got leaves you can eat. Yeah. Right? Yeah, come, get, come get me later. Get, Who knows? Because that's what he said. They promised. It was very solemn. And they promised saying, that we will come get you. They're like, sure. Or, yep. All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily believe it, but yeah. it would be difficult to procreate with three men. Well, that's the and thing. You're thinking, I'm, I'm out here six months tops. Yeah, and it's the yeah. episode. It's a South Pacific island. Weather's not going to turn. Well, you might hit a tsunami season or something. I tell like you that, what, but... all you need to do is just keep fucking me, and then eventually I'll make some kind of dress out of clothes, and I'll carry a coconut that'll pretend is our child. Oh, <laughs> and in a way, nice. it's kind of nice in its own way, you know. And that'll eat up like two months before you snap out of it. Yeah, every every yeah. family's different. Yeah. <laughs> then you just see me covered we in coconut love juice in this house. That's yeah, what I would choose, say. I come in. We choose love. Yeah. Yeah. You see me covered in coconut coconut juice, and you're like. Did you eat Tamami? You ate Tammy, didn't you? It was an abortion, Michael. Yes, I did. I ate our daughter. I like Tamami better. Tamami. Yeah, Tamami. Tamami the coconut. Now, the crew who took the boats hoped that the winds would take them to Easter Island, where they could make another pit stop. But the winds took them too far south to reach it. They'd been sailing for 44 days and were no closer to the mainland than when they left. So daily rations were cut in half to three ounces of hardtack a day. Oh, my God. Then the first death came. Second mate Matthew Joy had been ill for some time, and sensing that the end was near, he requested to be moved to Captain Pollard's boat so he could die with his fellow Nantucketers. Who gives a fuck? Please let me die with the other morons. I'm going to throw you over the... Just throw... Get out of here. (laughs) But after just a couple of hours in the other boat, he started feeling guilty for laying about. That God, Protestant work ethic kicked in. I don't know. It sounds a little bit like Queen's mother's guilt of like, no, don't worry. Yes, I know. <laughs> no, I can help. Oh, oh, I'm just so thirsty. I would go, oh, I should help. Oh, like, sit down. Throw Sit him. down. Throw Psychological him. torture you're putting me through. Yeah. Throw so, him overboard. Well, he requested transfer back to his boat so he could die with his men. And he died that afternoon. Didn't they just have a corpse in the boat? Well, since things weren't quite serious, serious yet, Joy was sewn up in his clothes, a stone was tied to his feet, and he was ceremoniously buried at sea. Okay. Now, since second mate Joy's boat had lost their harpooner to island life, he was one of the guys who stayed behind, Captain Pollard ordered his harpooner to take command of Joy's crew and the whale boat, the shitty boat. Hmm. It was the only one without navigational equipment. This was a bad assignment. Yeah. To make matters worse, Joy had neglected to ration the hardtack correctly during his illness. So the boat had, at most, three days of food left. Hmm. They were 600 miles from Easter Island, 
20 days away from Henderson Island and still a thousand miles from Chile. There was 20 days in between the time that they left the island and now 20 days of nothing. Yeah, nothing. By January 14th, the third boat ran out of food and Pollard shared what he had left, which meant that he was also down to just two days of rations. Owen's boat was so starved that the men were having constant diarrhea from starvation. Man, that's the ultimate, like, bad irony, man. Yeah. Why does the body do that all wrong? Whenever you're starving, it just makes it worse. I feel like that's a mistake in our programming. It's your body just being like, please eat. Please eat. Yeah. Please eat. Yeah, why, why are we you... eating? You should eat. We yeah. should eat some food. Why aren't we eating? What's happening here? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know. Why are you making me more dehydrated with the constant diarrhea? Because it's just turning on. The alarm system is very badly built. It is badly built. Yeah. Which is evacuating for, for further shuttling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. And so everyone's starving. And that's when... The sharks came. Oh, yeah. no, I thought it was another one. <laughs> oh, no. Now, there have been plenty of shipwrecked sailors who resorted to the methods that the men of the Essex were about to resort to, and they did so in sometimes seemingly less dire circumstances. In 1710, a British trading vessel wrecked on a tiny outcropping of rock off the coast of Maine called Boone Island. Much to the frustration of the sailors, Boone Island was in full sight of the mainland. They could see America. Yeah. But they were still marooned out there because it was 1710. Mm. Yeah, and we're, we're just fucked. Yeah. No one can see us from there. Yeah, as then, much as we're, unless they're looking for us, mm-hmm. no one's going to see us. Yeah, they had no provisions. They had no way of reaching help. So when the ship's carpenter died in the third week, someone suggested, maybe, maybe we could eat them. Why eat. don't we eat them? Maybe we could eat well, them. Who said that? <laughs> maybe we could take a chunk out of them. Oh, my God. It's Jeff Dunham. I'm just so happy we have such great entertainment. He was Jeff Dunham's great, 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 great grandfather, and he was also canceled. Oh. <laughs> I think he's one of the wealthiest working comedians. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, still that's fi- true. While still finding the whole business extremely distressing, the crew begged the captain to butcher the shipmate for them. I think because it was probably the captain's fault that they were fucking stranded. And also, he's the guy. He's the guy. He's supposed to die on the boat. Cap's supposed to do all the hard shit, make the hard decisions. Yeah. So, like many other people forced to resort to cannibalism, the captain removed the pieces that made the corpse appear human first. Oh. The head. The hands, the feet, the skin. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, of course. You got well. You have to dehumanize it before, because only like truly like guys who get off on eating humans. Right. They wanted to. They want to know it's a human. I want to look in his eyes. Yeah. yeah. You know what I understand is, is that actually the head cabeza in many different <laughs> foods in many different food so cultures. The head so is that the was most, the fattest sentence I've ever heard. It, but the head's where all the good fucking fat meat is in. Actually, no, it's actually brain, really good. It'll, it'll kill you if you eat the brain. I thought. I thought it made you a little brain worms. I'm not talking about the brain. I'm talking about face meat. Oh, face, yeah, face cheek meat, meat is, is some it? of the most delicious meat in any other animal you could possibly do. Fish cheeks are tasty. I Dog like cheeks it. are tasty. <laughs> if you get a hold of them, it's so no, difficult it's in the winter time. But like, I would carve the face off of the guy. Yeah. Definitely, I'd carve off the face of the guy, mm-hmm. and right. I'd boil that meat. I'd eat that meat too, and I'd also boil the head. Well, I'd maybe sco- I'd chop the skull off and then scoop the brains right. out, and I'd boil maybe, the yeah. bones of the head. Oh yeah, I'd like to see you do that. What you would do? I'm I was, saying maybe this is why <laughs> you impressed. Maybe this is why you weren't given the position. Because sometimes <laughs> you can want it too much. And so we're just going to have to captain do it. Like, yeah. No, he's a little bit more hesitant. No, uh-huh. listen, we want to play off some sweet and salties in this. Mm. <laughs> the captain reduced the carcass to a hunk of barely recognizable meat 
which the men reluctantly ate before being rescued soon after. Oh, yeah, like 24 hours rescued. later. <laughs> what? That's just what happens. You never know. You never know. You never know. You, you might eat a guy on Tuesday and get rescued on Thursday. You never know. But of course, he was dead. They didn't kill him. No, so yeah, it's, he not, died it's not that. It's he died. not as bad. It's not as bad. It's no. definitely a secret you keep with every single person on that island. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about sharks, as we just were, at least one clever group of sailors thought outside the box when the man-eaters came after them like the sharks came for the Essex. Yeah. This is incredible. I can't believe no one ever fucking thought of this. Instead of using dead bodies for sustenance, the men of this shipwrecked vessel called the Polly, they used the bodies of their fellow sailors as bait to catch sharks to eat. That's See, what that's, I'm that's smart as hell. They, yes. sur- they yes. survived 191 days at sea Without eating a single man. Perfect. Yeah. And then also, well, you get the added benefit of, like, you don't have to eat the dude you hated. Yeah. You get to watch him being chewed on by a bunch of sharks. <laughs> and then you be like, that's what you get. Yeah. I can't believe you cheated at sorry. <laughs> and now you got the shark. But when the men of the Essex were attacked by the sharks, they unfortunately had no bodies to spare. Mm. They attempted to harpoon the creatures straight off uh. without giving them a meal first. You got to slow down the shark a little bit. Right. But the sharks proved too slippery and too tough to even wound. And the same thing happened the next day when they tried killing a bunch of dolphins to eat. Yeah. Oh. Difficult to kill. Yeah. yeah. You got to well, really blow them up. Nowadays, they're... <laughs> Seems pretty easy to kill a dolphin. Every mm-hmm. marine biologist, just <laughs> you know that dolphins, dolphins mm-hmm. go to their own little churches. You need to watch Blackfish again, my no, friend. No, I know. I'm not, no, no. I'm not anti and I'm pro. After that, as if the sea itself was taunting them, a group of three sperm whales surfaced and dove. <laughs> Remember us? <laughs> Remember us, fuckers? What are you going to do? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did it all around the three boats. But even though the men were terrified that they'd all be smashed at any second, because all it took was a fucking sperm whale to surface right underneath them, none of them had the energy to row away. Oh, you want to go kill these fucks? <laughs> you know what? Actually, they seem pretty hard up. Let's let the ocean do it for them. <laughs> yep. But two days after the whales came to gloat, 60 days after the sinking of the Essex, they're out there for two Ugh. months, crew member Richard Peterson, good old Dick Peterson, oh. he declared that he was near death and he began to refuse his daily ration. <laughs> what a declaration that is. Men had different things because there were several people in this story that just went, hey guys, I'm about to die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then just die in front of yeah. and then just drop. Yeah. Uh, drop. I mean, thanks for the heads up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this is also, it's somewhat of an honor thing. It's like, guys, yeah. I'm going to die. Don't need to waste food on me. I don't need any more. I'm just going to die. I'm, I'm just going to go over here. I'm going to die. I'm, I'm going to die. Yeah, okay. go yeah, his organ shut down. He fell unconscious. And on January 20th, as two of the boats neared the end of their rations, Peterson died. Great. Separately and coincidentally, a man on Pollard's boat also died that same day. And so, with rations low and two dead crew members Uh-oh. just sitting there stinking. Swatting it, deserving it, That's it. when the... Fishing started. They, they got <laughs> yes. all the fish on the boat. That's no, when the no, fishing no, began. That's when the... They started investing into stocks and bonds because they were looking at a more responsible future for themselves and their families. No, one more, one more guess. That's when the... Stand comedy happened then Stand-up and comedy they said boom. what does a mythical cow drink <laughs> what kind of milk does a mythical cow drink legendary <laughs> oh that's when the cannibalism, cannibalism started yeah, we know we know i love that so they i mean wow these guys 
to some degree think you got to be thankful. Mm-hmm. You got to be thankful that these people dead. You know what? I mean, you know what? I would say thank you. I would eat you. Yeah, sure. I mean, every day I woke up covered in canker sores, crusted with salt, and I have to eat the stinking corpse of this dude (laughs) that's been next to me, and I know how bad he stinks. I've watched him covered his shit ass, covered in diarrhea, and I know I'm going to have to eat that. I'm going to have to kind of flake it off. You know, it's really hard for me to count my gratefulness. Like, it's really hard to sit in and be like, you know what? This needs a bit of mindfulness. Like, no, it's very difficult. If I had to eat you, Henry, I would say thank you, Henry. Yeah, I would I say mean, that would be thankful. I'd say thank you at every the whole little time slice. Be like, Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck no, you, bro. You'd, be, you'd be really dead. Well, they removed the heart, liver, and kidneys Whoa. and roasted those along with whatever flesh was left from the starved corpses. On the boat, they were able to roast them. Yeah, yeah. they had fire. Oh, no well, because they had made a they, they they brought what they could, so they had some stuff. Okay. And I do think a lot of it because I know that when they they did do that when they killed the tortoises, mm-hmm. they cut out their whole bodies. Right, they literally what they do is they would cut the top of the shell off and <clears throat> rip it off, right? right? And then they'd scoop out all the soft from inside of yeah, it. We've seen Cannibal Holocaust. We yes, and then they would cook it in the shell. Sure. They just set up a yeah. fire underneath the shell and would boil it. So they might have used the shell itself. They might have. Yeah. Yeah. Now, normally, an average human body produces roughly 66 pounds of edible meat. Roughly. But since these men were starved, their muscles were atrophied and any nutritious fat was reduced to a translucent gelatinous substance. Mm. In addition, malnutrition also shrinks the organs. So it's likely that each man only produced 30 pounds of edible meat, which isn't much for 16 starving men. Right. It's not. No, no, it's barely enough for us. Yeah. yeah. Just us sitting here. Yeah. I, apparently, the uh, two things you're really not supposed to eat in the human body are the pancreas yeah. and the teeth. Yeah, that makes sense. That I would I believe yeah. the teeth. But you yeah. can boil the bones. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, you can't boil the bones. Mo- marrow, right? Marrow. Bone marrow, marrow in there. Indeed. But soon other men began dying off one by one, and each man was in turn eaten greedily and quickly, <laughs> as if the men making a dinner of their shipmates couldn't help themselves once they began. I mean, it's the they... quality of eating that I think that is the the, the part of it that you... That's a big thing. As a person yeah. sitting in a house or at work... Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I, I want to know what you mean by quality. It is the... <laughs> It's so we not know, about we, the quantity. It's yeah. not about no, the quantity. No, but what, in your opinion, what kind of quality is, of sorry, meat just, are you talking about? Wait, here? Just, you know, it just pinched my balls. Wait, <laughs> pinched your balls. Oh, that pinch would be balls. good quality eating. Right no, there, the not balls. the quality of the meat. It's like the how they ate was like scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like yeah. by the time you're eating people. Oh, like, buddy. It's not like you're not like, okay, who's saying grace? Like no. you're all just like, ah, like going yeah. in and just picking apart at this fucking thing. You're all fighting over who's getting enough meat. I do believe they rate, they rationed them out. As they much would, as like, they could. chunk them up and be like, here, you can have some of this, you can okay. have some of this. So now cannibalism is in full swing. Cannibalism is in full swing. But there, remember, there's also, it's meat, so there's a TikTok on it. You know, it's not going to last very long. But perhaps more important as to why the body seemed to provide little sustenance was because the human digestive system requires some fat in mm, the meat. Mm. So the human flesh they ate actually provided very little nutritional value. I didn't know that. I watched that show alone. Mm-hmm. You ever see that show alone? No. Of course. It's mm-hmm. better than um it's better than Naked and Afraid, even though Naked and Afraid got jumblies. Mm-hmm. Alone is like you can bring stuff with you. So it's like it's right. a real competition. And there was this one dude who fucking he prison style stabbed the bear to death. Like he went up to it, stab, 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 stab. It was the wildest thing I've ever seen. And he had hundreds of pounds of meat, but he ended up almost starving to death because there was no fat on it. Because yeah. it was an animal that had woken out of hibernation uh, out of hibernation and it didn't have any meat. And he was like mm. saying that like 
You need to have fat. Yeah. Like you, you could have all this meat. You can literally starve to death. You want to read the nutrition facts. That's why I have a butt tattoo of nutrition facts. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. May contain sodium. <laughs> By this point, though, Captain Pollard's boat and the shitty boat, they drifted about 100 miles away from first mate Chase's boat. The convoy was now irrevocably broken. No. Two boats in one spot, one boat in the other. Well, trying to buoy their spirits, Chase told his crew, because they're out there alone, that they would, quote, not die sooner by keeping their hopes. That is the most British way. He's basically saying, you know, it's not going to kill you to have a good attitude. This is your fault, Owen. <laughs> this is your fucking fault. Wow, dude. I'm surprised he survived that speech. Yeah. He wouldn't die sooner. Because oh, that's I'm how gonna, it sounded. Like, by keeping all their hopes. Mm. Might as well smile while you're dying. <laughs> I'll kill you. Yeah. Do you want to die frowning? Do you yeah. Want, do you, you want know, to? Hey, Ben. Do you want to enter heaven with a frown on your face? Hey, do you want to enter heaven with my arms fucking wrapped around your fucking neck and arm bar? It takes more <laughs> muscles to frown than it does to smile. That is true. Have you ever tried to frown? It's weird. I actually I'm, I'm, can't do it. No, it's weird. I we look like fish. Yeah. The audience can't see. No. Yeah, I think that frowning is something that you just have to do really naturally when you're actually disgusted and sad. Yeah. Rise from your grave. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly. You know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? 
makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right. I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right. My job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Meanwhile, two more sailors died on the other two boats, and both men were eaten, which may beg the question as to how these men so readily ate their shipmates, as opposed to the story of the main crew, who were so reluctant. Yes. Well, psychologists who studied the effects that concentration camps have on the psyches of prisoners, they believe that groups of people who resort to cannibalism or other extreme methods of survival, they become reduced to a sort of feral community. Mm. Oh, I bet. Because, you know, cannibalism was kind of practiced in certain societies. It was, but it was way more for like, we're doing this to freak them out. We're doing well, it to freak somebody else. Or we're doing for religious, religious purposes. purposes. And yeah. we're doing it to take their power. We're trying mm-hmm. to do these things. Or yeah. in total desperation. Yeah. We've all seen Temple of Doom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. These people, they enter an animal-like state in which a sort of psychic deadening kills all feelings and it allows survivors to do what needs to be done to survive put in less serious terms it's like what happens in looney tunes cartoons like yeah. when you know the carrot when daffy duck like sees porky pig is not like a pig but as like a big like, chicken drumstick right or like a big or someone looks like a big turkey that's running around like yosemite sam becomes a big turkey reminds yeah. me of the episode of seinfeld i believe was it kramer that kramer got turned butt, into a butt? turkey because yeah. he, he started yeah. using butter yeah yep. hey buddy yeah, yeah, yeah. and also for kramer with this stand up comedy, he can use that legendary bit and then he can replace it with his more controversial <laughs> He really can. Yeah, yeah. There see, you go. I look at you both, right? And what I see is some sort of like, I just see globs. Mm-hmm. I see you as a glob. I'm a glob. A I don't see food. Glob. I see a, you're a bigger glob. And yeah. he goes like, I, 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 and you got a bigger car. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. goes like, wah, 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 yeah. thinner blob. But that's yeah. really all I see. But I think it's just cataracts. But yeah. at some point, what, that is true, right? When you are starving, you start to look at the body like you look at a, a, a cow in a barbecue restaurant. And you start to kind of carve oh, up no, what parts like, you can eat. Oh, mm-hmm. but that's, I feel like we were talking about it. It's weird because that does happen because something breaks in the mind that allows you to look at a person and say, yummy. Mm. Yeah. Where it's like, cause it's like, cause Natalie and I always have diametrically opposite responses to food. We're like, there's that, my favorite restaurant in Atlanta. When you go to Holman and Finch, like they have a cow that's vivisected like the movie, the fucking, uh, what's right. the spots with Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, the, the cell, the cell, yeah. And, it's like, cell. and she's horrified. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, like, I look at him like, yeah, feed it to me. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Very uh, Jack Nicholson Joker of you. Thank mm-hmm. you. But when it came to the shitty boat, events transpired that almost guaranteed that no amount of psychic deadening would save them. Oh. Sometime overnight on January 29th, the shitty boat drifted away from Captain Pollard's, and with no navigational equipment, they were lost and the men inside were never seen alive again. 
So all I can imagine, though, is that they ended up on that big gay island. <laughs> Had fun. And they all time. just massaged each other and they mm-hmm. just figured it all out. They made this beautiful egalitarian society. They made, yeah. they invented dominoes on their own. Mm. <laughs> just like hanging out, just fucking eating papaya. Mm-hmm. Just channeling. Sucking dick. Channeling yeah. their own Living Richard life. Speck. Channeling yeah. their own Richard Speck. Being like, if they knew how much fun we were having marooned on this island, <laughs> they'd yeah, rescue us. Now, after the shitty boat disappeared... Captain Pollard was left with three Nantucket teenagers, none of them older than 18. Jesus. Their names were Charles Ramstall, Barzillay Ray, oh. and Owen Coffin. And boys, let's rename the ship the SS I- uh, Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got it. I was going to say Einstein, but that's Super Dave. <laughs> Wow, it's a lot of references in there. <laughs> really is. That no child would understand. None. Yeah, Bob Einstein, none. Super Dave? I, I tried to explain to Natalie who Super Dave was. <laughs> she and she was like, Super what Dave are you talking was? about? No, and she was like, what? And I was like, he's like the funniest guy from Canada ever born. And she's yeah. just like, I you oh, miss, I missed this whole story. Right. He's the, the guy with the raspy voice from Curb. No, that, that's Super just, Dave. Yeah, yes. Really? Yeah. It was iconic. Yeah, Super Dave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't, you know. We have to, every couple must be different. Yes, Uncle true. Corner. Well, I guess that was our Uncle Corner for the day. I think so. You know, that's the thing about Super Dave is that I don't really remember Super Dave, but I do remember loving Super Dave. That's couldn't, the thing. I couldn't tell you a single, su- it's like a Mandela effect type thing where I don't remember a single Super Dave episode, but I, every time you say the word Super Dave. I'm happy. I, I have the exact <laughs> image in my mind. Him, the uh, beautiful little, the, the American uh, dress that he would wear. He was super, I mean, he was evil. Can he, Super Dave. We, yeah. Super we Dave. knew who Super Dave was. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. We all just know. But I think what every single episode was kind of similar, where he would do something. Yes, stupid. he yeah. do something stupid. Yes, yeah. but it was very funny. Super. But, yes. yeah. but stupid, he mess it up. Yeah. yeah, you always mess it up. Yeah, yeah. he's like dwarf, but a uh... yeah. another <laughs> reference that no, again, no one that is not Tim specifically Con- our age. Everyone knows who know. Tim Conway is. No, they don't. Yeah, that's hey. a boomer. I try to explain to Natalie who Tim Conway was. Oh my god! Hey, what's a Tim? What's a Tim Conway? I just get oh out of here. Oh, my God. What's a tip? Oh, my God. Just get the fuck out of <laughs> here. Doesn't even bother me. Doesn't even bother me at all. Just... You've gotten psychically deadening. Wow. <laughs> well, Captain Pollard and these three Nantucket teenagers, they were all floating 1,500 miles west of South America with the half-eaten corpse of shipmate Samuel Reed. Oh, my God. Just throw it overboard. No, it's leftovers. Yeah, it's leftovers. They're still eating on it. Oh, yeah. my yeah, God. Yeah, they're still eating on the corpse. Okay. And I think... Oh, that's so- good eating around there. Yeah. But by February 6th, the remains of Samuel Reed had been completely consumed. So, as was the long-accepted custom of the sea, Pollard and the three teenagers, at the suggestion of Charles Ramsdell, drew lots to see who should be killed so the others may live. Such a teenager's idea. Because you could just see Pollard just sitting there being like, no, you want to do that? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, yeah, you sure you want to do that? You sure you want to do that? I'm going to put together the straws. You're three stupid ass fucking child Nantucketers. (laughs) Let's see what happens here. That's incredible. So now there's- Because I can't, I know Pollard fixed this. Yeah. I know he fixed it. Ah. I know he was just like, yeah, let's draw some straws. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, so now they've gone from natural death and consuming the body to killing people Mm -hmm. and consuming the corpse. Now, at first, Pollard resisted, not least because one of the kids, Owen Coffin, was his first cousin. Oh. But as he had done before and would now do for the last time, Pollard gave in to democracy. Weak. And cut up pieces of paper, which were placed in a hat. Once the lots were drawn, the unlucky sailor was... Owen Coffin. He's like, 
Isn't that ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? Don't you think? Pollard, in great distress, told his cousin that he'd shoot the first man that touched him. Then Pollard offered himself in place of Owen. But Owen, standing brave in the face of death, or possibly just wanting it all to end, yeah. he insisted he died. Stupid, polite motherfuckers. <laughs> Each one of these guys just fighting for whoever who's not going to die. Be like, no, it simply must be me. No, I'm the one. Shut up. Yeah. Owen said that he liked his lot as well as any other. Oh. And after lots were drawn again to see who would commit the murder. Wow. Charles Ramsdell, whose idea all this had been anyway, he was chosen to pull the trigger. Not so they're actually going to waste a bullet on this. Mm. Oh, yeah. Just choke them out. Oh, it's too late. I the mean, bullets, they have not figured out how to use the bullets up to this point. This is what the bullets are Why for. didn't they this try is... to shoot the shark? <laughs> Long story, man. Long, yeah. story. Long story. Well, that's the thing. It's a musket. You know, it's right. not going to be the most accurate of shots. Yeah, you're just going to make it all bloody. Yeah. Right. And then you're all the other sharks him. are probably going to attack the bloody shark. And then it'll kill you in the process. Yeah, and then it's going to yeah. be a feeding frenzy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, these guys have thought this through. Kind I'd of. like to think. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> they had a lot, of, had time, a lot of time. Yeah. 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 They've had a lot of time. So after offering final words to be given to his mother, just tell my mom, Mama, your tits were so good. I wish you weren't my mother. <laughs> All right. Really nice last words. <laughs> That's great last words. Can't yeah. wait to deliver them. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We'll deliver those to your mother if you die early. <laughs> yes. And after Owen Coffin commented on his mother's breasts, <laughs> he was, as Pollard later wrote, soon dispatched Ooh. and nothing of him left. Dispatched to heaven. Meanwhile. Dispatched their fucking asses. <laughs> they literally turned them into human. They earned them to shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, over on First Mate Chase's boat, hundreds of miles away, a man named Isaac Cole lost his mind. Surprisingly, the first and only man to do so. Mm. He began to mindlessly rant, and he would twitch spasmodically. He would suddenly sit up and ask for a napkin and a glass of water. Then he'd fall down again. Then he'd pop back up, fall down, pop up. Philbrook put it as a possessed jack-in-the-box. I mean, to be honest with you, it sounds kind of fun. Yeah. It does. Have you seen the movies Jack-in-the-box 1 and 2? No. <laughs> Surprisingly very entertaining. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Yes. Okay. That's nice. Well, Isaac Cole then moaned for six hours, and he died at 4 p.m. That's a sad obituary. I mean, thank God. Now, at first, nobody suggested eating Isaac Cole because they believed in a somewhat quaint 19th century fashion that they may catch his madness. Which is just like, dude, you're already fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one making sense in this whole fucking thing. We don't want to catch it. Uh, oh, but when everyone is crazy, is not the crazy man saying? Yes. So, they <laughs> It didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, I know so, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. No, it's why we're going to get into World War III. <laughs> <laughs> so they kept the corpse on board overnight and slept next to him with plans to bury him at sea the next morning. But just as the body was being prepared for burial, Owen Chase said, Wait a minute, boys. Let's think about this for a second. For let's think about this for a second. Look at how thick this guy's <laughs> ass is. <laughs> the yes. He said, Perhaps it would be better to eat. A maddened shipmate who is dead, then it would be to later be forced to kill a sane man. And they're like, what? First of all, what? <laughs> I mean, that does make kill sense. Kill a sane man. So, wait, no, you just, you said kill. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> you said kill. The rest of us were just, are, we're just uh, upset. Yeah. We don't know what to do. They yeah. got to eat this guy. Well, yes. They yeah. have to. 
So they made a compromise. It's right now, it is three guys left on this boat. Yikes. Three guys left. They made a compromise. They butchered what they could from Cole's body mm-hmm. and they committed what they didn't eat to the sea. So they didn't bury him all the way at sea, but they didn't eat him all the way either. Okay, See? they did half seas. One for you, one for me. Yeah. Problem was, the strips of flesh they cut off turned a rancid green by the next morning. Good. Great. Good. <laughs> so their nutritional value was limited once again. Back on Pollard's boat, though, another teenager breathed his last. Barzillet Ray died and was eaten. These people all literally moan themselves to death. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're just gone. Oh, the death rattle. That left only Captain Pollard and Charles Ramsdell. And they both prayed for rescue that seemed to never come. You know what, Charles? I always figured it'd just be you and me. Just <laughs> them two on a boat. You know what? Nothing but net. Good work, bro. Yeah. We did it. What if he just, he just pulls out some wine and some great cheese? <laughs> I knew this plan. Plan. Pecorino, 1975. I don't think you're going to love it. Now, of course, rescue did come. Hmm. Because otherwise, we wouldn't know what had happened. Yeah, right. I mean, this would they just all be have gone and never came back. Yeah. No. But Captain Pollard and Charles Ramstall would not be the first round. That piece of luck went to first mate Owen Chase. The guy who did all of this in the first place. <laughs> wow. Well, Owen Chase and Captain Pollard shared some. Yes. They shared ca- some responsibility. Uh, technically, in the end, the captain is the one who is the most responsible because he could have said, no, we're going to an island. The yeah. captain and the cook. Yep. Mm-hmm. On Valentine's Day, 1821, the last three men on Chase's boat ate the last bit of Isaac Cole, Ooh. meaning they had just enough strength to row for a bit. What did you get for Valentine's Day? A crazy man's buttocks. A crazy man's buttocks. That's what Natalie's getting. (laughs) And they say romance is dead. Soon they were within 300 miles of the islands of Masafuera and Juan Fernandez, Mm. with just three days of hard tack left. Now, right there at the end, 15-year-old Thomas Nickerson laid down, pulled a piece of canvas over himself like a shroud, and told the other two men that he wished to die immediately. Okay. But on February 18th, he lasted two more days as Harpooner had been... I won't die! <laughs> Let me die! Wow. It seems like he really wanted to die. He, he couldn't even get that. He couldn't. It's the easiest thing one can do. Well, as Harpooner Benjamin Lawrence fiddled with second mate Joy's piece of twine, oh. a ship was spotted in the distance. Yes. And using their last bit of strength, Chase and Nickerson set sail and rowed to try to catch up with the ship. And soon they saw that it was a British vessel, the Indian. And when someone on board finally spotted the near-sinking whaleboat, they shouted to ask, Who are you? And using the last of his strength, Chase yelled, Essex, whale ship. Oh. it. Okay. Meanwhile, like, do you think they're going to be like, I don't know you. And I don't just know. go past you? Nantucket. No, no. Nantucket. That what place a, sucks. There's a good <laughs> chance they'll just be like, oh, fuck it. We don't got that much time to waste. We got to get back there. We don't have that much food. We can't pick up these two hungry folks. Go to the sea, my friend. Go oh. to the sea. Oh, you're a bunch of Bengals fans. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, there you go. More like the Bungles. There you really nailed it. If they were French, they might have said, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they might have said, fuck you if they were French. Yeah. Possibly. And with that, the first three men were rescued and brought aboard the ship ever so carefully so as to not rip their raw, drooping, ulcerated skin. Oh. 89 days after the Essex went into the sea, these three survivors 
were given tapioca pudding. Thanks. High Honestly. in calories <laughs> and easy to digest. I love a good tapioca pudding. Yeah. I'm fine with it. It's I good. I don't like tapioca pudding. I don't like bobo tea, but I like tapioca pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you mean to say bubble tea? Yeah, yes, yeah, bo- bubble tea. <laughs> bubble tea. Bubble tea. And I also don't like things that snap in my mouth, like a sausage or a grape. Oh, yeah. But I do love <laughs> please roll tapioca. Please roll forward. Something about it. I can't. I also don't like caviar. I do not like caviar, but tapioca, for I'll some ne- reason. I'll never feed anything that's like a balloon to you. Thank you. <laughs> You're like a seagull. <laughs> I like that. Tapioca. That's a myth. Seagulls can absolutely eat rice. I don't care. Oh, they can eat rice. Pigeons cannot. They don't throw rice no, at weddings. All, no, that's a myth. They can all eat rice. They don't I've throw it at weddings anymore. Three different ways. We're gonna get. So this is what we're gonna get the emails about. We've spent hours working on these on this episode. No. We're just gonna be like, um, pigeons. Uh, they get how they commit suicide. I don't know. No, no, I don't. Well, these three survivors began the long road to recovery. Five Good. days later, another rescue occurred. Although this one was far more gruesome. Oh, no. Where he's Chase's boat still had a bit of hardtack, Captain Pollard had shared a large bit of his provisions with the shitty boat before it disappeared beyond the waves. Mm. And so, when a ship from Cape Cod called the Dolphin discovered Pollard's boat, they found Pollard and Charles Ramsdale curled up in opposite corners sucking the marrow from their dead shipmates' broken bones. Oh. Yes, it's scary. It is. The, the image is very, very scary. It reminds me in the Donner Party when they first found them and they saw the kids coming out of the fucking hole, the hovels, like, just, like, looking like little ghosts. Yeah, because you can just imagine the eyes when they realize that they're being seen by oh, yes. civilized yeah. people. That is like, literally oh. how they said it, because they were just, they've been gone for so long. Ooh. And so, I think they just went through so much that they're just like, ah, Yeah, they are delirious. Like, the guys, like, they actually climbed down in the boat and tried taking the bones away from them and they wouldn't let them go. You know, they're fighting to keep these bones and then when they looked in their pockets, their pockets were full of finger bones. Yeah, (laughs) because they were safe for later. (laughs) And scattered amongst them were more bones as if the whale boat was, in the words of one sailor, the sea-going lair of a ferocious man-eating beast. Their skin was covered in sores. Their eyes had sunken back into their skulls, and their beards were caked with salt and blood. Whoa. Yeah, there's not a lot of refreshing going on. No. But nevertheless, the men were brought aboard and given food and water. And after coming to their senses, they told the tale of the Essex. Mm. But in telling that tale, they remembered... That they'd left three guys on an island a couple of months back. They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, shit. That's yeah. right, Reggie. No, no, the interesting thing is uh, I'm actually learning along with you. Because, <laughs> wow, I totally missed on that. I forgot that. So in early March, a ship named the Surrey out of Australia volunteered to go out and pick up the guys that they'd left on the island. Okay. If the men were indeed still alive. But when they got to what they thought was Ducey Island, because he said, I left them on Ducey Island, there was nobody there. The entire beach was covered in birds and eggs. No one's been here in years. But the captain was smart enough to figure out they're probably on Henderson Island. So when the Surrey arrived, they found that the men who had stayed behind had been having a comparatively grand old time. Yeah, That's man. what I'm saying. <laughs> they're just living on the island. They're just, they're just like, 
What up? Yeah, for months they'd been eating tropical birds. It was hard. They found berries. They were eating crabs. They found eggs. They they found turtles. Turtles kept washing up. Sounds fun. The only drawback was that the spring they'd found turned out to be temporary, and it disappeared the day after the Essex crew left. But the men dug wells that collected rainwater, and when that ran low, because that didn't always work, they just drank bird blood. And they just lived life. Living life. No phones. Just vibing. <laughs> Just Margaritaville living. As far as the shitty third boat went, though, there was no happy for anyone on board that. Mm. Five years after the Essex sank, a British Navy captain named Frederick Beachy found a whaleboat washed ashore at the real Ducey Island. Huh. Inside were four skeletons. Oh, no, no. They shouldn't be there. Yeah. No. They were determined to be the last of the Essex crew. Oh, I guess they didn't make it to the gay island. <laughs> I guess they didn't, but it's better to go to heaven. <laughs> I don't know. That's what they thought. I don't think so. That's what they thought. Not the way they went to heaven. No, no. 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 I also don't know if any of the... I there is no heaven. Yeah. Well, okay, Mr. Lennon. <laughs> Do you remember that when everyone's like, let's, let's play Imagine during COVID. It's yeah. not good for COVID. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. imagine, it's, it's, imagining a, it's imagining a, a, a world in which there, there's nothing that's supposed to give... It gave John Lennon comfort. Yeah, yeah it did. But uh, when a bunch of people are dying, there's no way... It's not a much of a comfort to say like, now remember, after this, there's nothing. Hey, there's nothing. Hey, Gal Gadot changed a lot in this country. And how dare you let that spy from Israel how, I did. Like, oh, how dare you let her like uh, right. fucking fuck with uh, my songs? Yeah, there you go. Now when the survivors of the Essex arrived back in Nantucket, Owen Coffin's mother that was Captain Pollard's aunt she didn't particularly enjoy hearing that her son had been killed and eaten by her nephew. You're right. Yeah, I would actually not tell her. Nah, but they had to. They had to. They're like, Why? where's your son? You no, you just make it up. You're in the middle of, well, he fell over. He no, because he had it, to deliver the last words. Yeah. you. He said, uh, do you remember? What were the final true <laughs> last words? He said, he said, tell my mother, I w- her yeah. tits are so good, I wish she wasn't my mother. Right, so that he could suck on <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah he Is said there that. an alternative history that yeah. he, maybe he said something different? There's an alternative history in which he said, like, I wish you were my stepmother. Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. I can bang you out our that. real not, father. So perhaps is, yeah, perhaps if you got stuck in the butter churner. <laughs> he be on the other side of you as a randy yeah. Amish boy who's out of the religion on Rum Spring. Fantastic. All right, great. <laughs> Historically accurate. I like it when Kissel's looking for information yeah. and then we can do bits and of it. said, no, yeah. you don't get it. No, we don't get it. But most in the community, when Captain Pollard came back and when Owen Chase came back and they're like, yep, we ate dudes, they completely understood that there were unwritten rules of the sea that sometimes had to be followed. Yeah, because if you wrote those rules down, Mm -hmm. a lot less people would sail. Yeah. True, true. And Pollard was judged to have dealt with the situation fairly and honorably. Now, since the sinking of the Essex wasn't really his fault... Pollard was almost immediately given another whaling ship. I would never go back ever, ever, ever. It's the only thing he ever knew. It's yeah, what he was, it's like it's, it. it's, it's what he was yeah, born to do. Retire. Yeah. He set off to a new whaling ground west of Hawaii called the Japan Grounds. But even though it again wasn't Pollard's fault, his ship sank again. Just I don't just do it again. Got, got thrown into rocks. Yeah. Did he die this time? Nope. And in fact, it wasn't a big, I mean, they were sailing with another boat, so they got rescued immediately. It wasn't that big of a deal. Okay. But Pollard was utterly ruined because 
the highly superstitious whaling community now considered him an unlucky man. Yeah, he's yeah. The, it's yeah. the worst thing you can be on the high seas is considered like he's an unlucky man. Yeah. He's not setting foot on a fucking boat. Just he's retire. Like, Guys, honestly, for the first time, I agree. Sure. Yes. You're right. Now, Pollard did attempt sailing aboard a merchant vessel, but when that life didn't suit him, he became a humble night watchman on land in Nantucket. Yeah, he Great. said that he would never let anybody out of his sight again. Good. That sounds like perfect. That's what he should have done right afterwards. Well, he was actually known as a cheerful man. He was mostly concerned with enforcing curfew amongst the kids. And supposedly, if one were to ask him if he knew Owen Coffin, he'd gregariously say, quote, Knew him. I ate him. <laughs> <laughs> now it's 9 p.m. Go to bed. <laughs> Go to sleep. Go to sleep. But Pollard's family insisted that he would never make light of such an, an incredibly traumatic experience. No, no one has ever gotten gallows humor after no. experiencing yeah. tragedy. Yeah. What else are you going to do, I don't to know. be honest? Well, as far as the other surviving whalers went, all of them, except one, returned to whaling after just a brief convalescence. Jeez. And they continued their careers on the high seas for the rest of their lives. All right. Now, first mate Owen Chase, he began working on his book almost immediately after returning to Nantucket. He finished it before he went on his next voyage. 20 years later, one of his many sons from many different women, because his wives kept dying, huh. he served aboard the whale ship Akushnet. Akushnet. On that boat, Owen Chase's son met Herman Melville. And he slipped the aspiring author a copy of the book that detailed his father's harrowing ordeal, inspiring Melville to write Moby Dick years later. So that's the source material for mm -hmm. Moby Dick. Well, it's the first one, because Owen Chase wrote his version of his memoirs, mm -hmm. which heavily featured how he was not at fault, mm -hmm. oh. and that he didn't do anything wrong. And, right. that it, and then, but he also, I believe he was the one that was like, was honest about the cannibalism. Yeah. And it was the other one written by the the, the boy. Thomas Nickerson. Thomas Nickerson. Yeah, the that one was who said, let me die. Yeah, let me die. He did denied the cannibalism because well, he just didn't want to admit it. He couldn't really deal with it, yeah. It's pretty obvious. As for the rest of them, three of the eight survivors became captains themselves. Oh. While two of the island guys continue on as crew members on the Australian ship that rescued them. Cool. Yeah. The third island guy, he was the only one who didn't return to the whaling life, but he retired on an island. He went to Timor. Awesome. I mean, that sounds great. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, he died there some years later. But as far as the Nantucket whaling business as a whole went, it had still not yet reached its peak when the Essex went down. The peak was 17 years later mm. when Nantucket whalers killed almost 7,000 whales Oof. in one year. Dang. Did you know that whales... <laughs> They are. They do so many things. They play games yeah. with each other. They do. They yes, do. They will go and they will. A whale will save a dolphin from a shark. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> so that's good. So you have sympathy for the whale. Yeah, of course. Whales yes. are incredible creatures. No, I it's, love it's, a whale. Again, it's just watch all these documentaries that are just about it. So when they get to the people who have empathy. Yes, yes. 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 you laugh at them as they cry. <laughs> yes. But 7,000 whales in one year, that's nothing compared to the more modern numbers, to 20th century numbers. In 1964, the deadliest year for whales in history, 30,000 whales were killed by any number of Scandinavian and Japanese whalers. And what did we get from it? The blubber for candles and shit? Well, that was because that really happened when the first sperm whale took down the Scandinavian node trade center. Um, they took that down. This and is a and world ever trade. Since You're talking about 9-11 It's a 9-11 joke. It was but a war I'm, against whales. Uh, it's a war against whales. Um, explain it further. It doesn't even make any I don't, sense. Because I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Whales don't fly. 
I don't write bits before I arrive. You know what I mean? Like I don't come yeah, up with like, all of the bits. All of the bits not fully yeah. formed. That one yeah. was that one should have stayed inside. That's I an feel inside like, thought. I feel like this is a playground for my ideas. It is. It is. Indeed. It's a workshop environment, even though it goes straight to the air. Yeah. And we don't really yeah. we don't edit that much out. Not much. Well, no. Out of all the playgrounds, that's the metal slide of playground material. It really hurt, as you were saying it. And it hurt going down. No, but then you go, wow. No, it's and your skin falls off your body. However, just the Nantucketers, they reduced the sperm whale population by somewhere between 8 and 18%. Wow. And while there were 2 million whales when whaling began, there's only about 350,000 sperm whales alive today. However, it must be said that the only reason why the Nantucket whaling business finally ebbed was because a superior and more abundant source of lubricant was discovered in 1859. That substance was... Petroleum. Yay! And one rapacious system was quickly replaced by another. And that's when the petroleum started. (laughs) That's when we got our petroleum. It's great if you you want to rub your body in it. Yeah, Um, yeah. I got a bunch of crew to my house. Most of the things in this room are made of petroleum. All plastic. This table. These little rolly things. This chair is made of petroleum. Petroleum. And thank God we can always just get that. (laughs) Well, we could. Always get more. It's endless. Just like the whales. (laughs) Wait a second. We can. (laughs) If people actually acted harmoniously. Yesterday. There's Pocahontas plenty. was wrong. There's plenty <laughs> it's to an go around. entire series of how Pocahontas was wrong. Now, while whale oil was still used sparingly until the early 20th century, the last Nantucket whale ship was tied to a dock in 1924. And the next night, it was appropriately destroyed <gasps> by a hurricane Whoa. that dashed it against the rocks. Okay. And, the, and the American whaling industry was ended Forever. Wow. Damn. That's awesome. That's a fucking so really, that's a, that's a whale of a tail. Whale of a it's tail. It's a whale of a tail. And I'm going to say if I had to choose between that or being a member of the Donner Party, I think I would rather be a whaler. Oh, I'm gonna go with Donner Party. More survived though, didn't they? Uh no. No, no, no. Far no the far Donner less? Party far more survived. More yeah. survived than the Donner Many Party. More, yeah. What about the guys on the island? I would like to be one of the islands. See, guys. to me, the island that's where I feel I would have been best. I would have done well. I'd just been like, why don't we hurry to land? Hurry to land. Yeah, you're right. It still would have been absolutely fucking horrible. It would have been terrifying and difficult. You're still drinking bird blood most of the time. Not as cold as the Donner Party had to deal with, though. I think seaweed's icky. So I don't (laughs) know if I want to be in the Oh, no. Seaweed salad is great. Yeah, I like seaweed salad because it's in my mouth. It's seaweed. But when it's tickling my feet. Oh, yes, sure. But mm -hmm. then you you pull it up and you dry it and Mm -hmm. then you pickle it and then it makes seaweed salad. Are you doing that? Seaweed salad? It's good. I order it every time. You do, really? I love seaweed salad. Oh, yeah. I like it. I'm just surprised you do. Oh, yeah. You eat commentary. You eat green things. Yes. Ah. Green's my favorite color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lets me. Me too. (laughs) Henry, what's your favorite color? (laughs) Blood red. We're also going to draw locks at the end to see who has to eat (laughs) you. Who gets shot mad. All right, Um, everyone. The tragedy at of Alan? The Essex, the tragedy of the Essex. Oh, oh! Thank you guys so much for joining us. You want to check us out? We actually yes. have a couple of things to announce. One thing: March eighth at the new Pack Theater. It's basically two doors down from the old Pack Theater oh. in Los Angeles. We're doing a classy night out. Me and Ed Larson. I don't know who is going to be there yet. I don't know. Pete Davidson. Yeah, that's a turtle. He won't answer my text. <laughs> I know. I wonder um, why. And then uh, I got that. We, we got, got August. We're going to be in Australia. Check yeah. out those dates. Mm-hmm. And last uh, podcast and left.com. You can see all those dates. Can't wait. Uh, we're going to do live side stories April 
8th. Yep. So you will check that out. I'm going to give you all that information. And we're going to be appearing at WonderCon yeah. this year in yes, Anaheim. That's right. We're not sure exactly what day we're going to be there yet, but we're going to be there signing our new Z2 comic book. Uh, issue 2 has been shipped. Uh, so uh, look out for those in your mailboxes if you pre-ordered mm-hmm. them. Thank you for your patience on uh, waiting for those to, yes. get, to get printed and get shipped out. And if you want one, you can now order them at Z2Comics.com. Do people dress up at WonderCon or will I stand out if I do? I no, think you should. Everyone dresses does. up always. WonderCon's also a dress-up? Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember, All cons are dress-ups? Remember that Fanex that we went to in awesome. Salt Lake, Salt Lake City? City? Yes. And there was that guy who dressed up as Raiden and waited in front of the Christopher Lambert table for like three hours. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he didn't need to do that. He didn't have to do <laughs> no, that. No, he Because there wasn't a huge line. And no, I don't even think Lambert. Christopher Lambert. He's just like, yeah. Mm. Cool. I wish you'd leave, sir. Yeah, yeah it's very good costume, sir. Yes. I'm going to be on the lookout when we go to WonderCon for some Deep Space Nine figures. We're only missing in our collection. We're only missing Odo and Gold Ducat. And then they can finally have sex again. Isn't that fantastic? She's holding it. She's the one that's holding it us. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, thanks for supporting all the shows here on Last Podcast Network and our little serious ventures as well. Mondays and Tuesdays, 6 and p.m. Also, PST. Check out our Mothman blend over Spring Hill Jack Coffee. I'm just oh, going to yeah. go ahead and say we got a new blend coming out soon. Mm-hmm, and yes. I think it's going to titillate your throat holes. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Peggy. Magustulations, everybody. <laughs> Thank you Be so much. Be safe. Don't eat your friends. I mean, eat your friends if you got to, but if you got if you to. really have to, but I can't imagine any situation in modern times where you would have to. But first, people get lost. Oh, but see. first, I oh, see what you're saying. I thought you were going to start a whole other episode. But, no, no, please. But no. first, we have to do another five hours. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe on Mars. We might have another chance for cannibalism when these billionaires get to Mars and they run out of food. You could get stuck in, like, you could your car could break down in America and you no, still have to, so to no, eat no. Yeah. I'm drinking out of a Whataburger. There's, there's fast food everywhere. I know. I just start eating leaves. Yeah. yeah. You just die there. Sure. Yeah. You have no excuse, Marcus. <laughs> Maybe I don't. <laughs> This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.